Welcome to JW Podcast, the watchtower Jenga of podcasts that takes down the organization one brick at a time. Okay, hello and welcome to a new episode of JW Podcast. Wow, this is very exciting. Now, we were going to have James Payton back on the show, but we can't seem to locate him. But I just want to say to everyone that had James been on, he would have said, hello, my name is James Payton and I approve this broadcast. So I just want to let everyone know that this is going out with James's approval and hopefully we will get him on to... um, to say that at some point but we couldn't find him today we've lost him down the back of the sofa so instead I've got two amazing um, presenters with me that will be on regularly and one is Reuben Ortiz who I think you all know and the other wonderful lady is Betsy Jail so Reuben I'm going to ask you how are you today I'm doing great thank you for asking how's your week been um a lot of work and uh but it's been okay it's been and it was also, my birthday. So yes, uh, it was happy birthday. Happy thank birthday. You. Thank you. I went all heathen this weekend. How old? Well, the last last weekend. How old uh, are you? Yeah. So uh, I turned forty. Oh, I remember being forty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being forty about six times. <laughs> so did you do any? Did you do anything really nice? Um, I had um, I went out with some friends. My girlfriend came into town on Nettie's, and it was great spending time with her. So I'll get you and your friendship group, right then. <laughs> <laughs> and so a new presenter that we've not heard from before, Betsy. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm Betsy, obviously. Um, I am from South Carolina, here in the states, and um. As far as my XJW background, um, I was born and raised in the Jehovah's Witnesses and left for the first time at 16 and then got reinstated for a little while and then got disfellowshipped again in my early 20s and have been out ever since then. I'm 33 now. So So are you being shunned? I'm sorry? Are you being shunned? Um, Yes and no. Um, not extreme shunning, like mm-hmm. some of the cases that I hear of, you know, mm. where people's parents won't talk to them at all. Um, I do speak with my family a little bit, yeah. but, you know, they won't eat with me or have any actual association yeah. with me, but they do kind of communicate with me uh, enough to see my children. And okay. Like that, so. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's that, tough. that is tough, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know what always makes me laugh when they show the videos? They say, oh, um, you know, my family was shunning me, and if I just had that one little bit of contact, it would have made all the difference. And I think, no, it wouldn't, because a little bit of contact is just as rubbish as as no contact, really, in my opinion. Sometimes worse. Yeah. It is. And I've actually found it to be, personally, for me, worse. Um, There have been times that I've had to cut off contact completely because I couldn't emotionally handle the little scraps of love they would yeah. throw at me yeah know? um but as of where i am right now in my life i'm okay with it but who knows what will happen down the road i may have to cut off contact again yeah know? but it definitely the little bit of contact is an absolute farce it's um 
Yeah, it is. Definitely not. It's definitely not the same as having an actual family relationship. No, it's not. It's just like a tease, isn't it? Yes, very much. Very much. And then, you know, they use those little opportunities to get little jabs in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they do see you. They <laughs> yeah. use those opportunities to get little jabs in. So, yeah, the, you know, it's, oh, come back to Jehovah stuff. wouldn't be overweight if you'd come back to Jehovah. <laughs> you know your skin would be so much clearer if you came back to Jehovah. <laughs> so well, my family's so funny because they follow the letter of the law so much that, you know, there was that one point where my mother would even let me come to her home and eat, but she wouldn't eat at the same time. So we weren't, we weren't physically taking bites of food at the no same way. time together, so she was not eating with such a man. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Wow! Yeah, just really that letter of the law. That's yeah. incredible. They're funny. She's a pioneer. She's a regular pioneer. My father's an elder. Oh. You know, they're active Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, they're funny. Oh, if they knew you were doing this podcast, Betsy Jail, you'd be in big, big trouble. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't hide too much from them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't listen. No, but we've only got two listeners anyway, so you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going to explain to everyone how the new podcast is going to go. Um, because it's really hard for people to commit the time to the podcast. So what I thought I'd do is kind of make it um, a continental. So I'm going to, we're going to have a podcast every fortnight. And one time I'm going to work with Ruben and Betsy. And then the next fortnight we'll go to Australia where we'll meet some presenters there. And then in another fortnight we'll stay in England and we'll have some presenters there. And we'll rotate it through the continents. And I think that way it will be relevant to lots of different people at different times. So, we are going to dive straight into our topics for today. What a gift, Ruben, these were. The bunker videos. What did you think to them? Um, you know, I was having a conversation yesterday about the bunker videos, and everybody's so shocked. <laughs> and, I, and I understand the shock. But um, at the same time, as, a, as somebody that was raised in Joe's Witnesses when he was really small in the 80s, yeah, I remember them doing this. But um, in the congregation, when I was in the congregation, when I was a little kid, I never forget, this is ingrained in my mind, somebody dressed as a police officer <laughs> running down the hall of the Kingdom Hall, <laughs> rushing up on the stage and pretending no. it was like the great, you know, like there was a little dramatization happening and then the great tribulations here and then where are the Jehovah's Witnesses? And then, oh my <laughs> God, like, that's, like, that's I'm mental. Like they're taking it back to the 80s. They're in the 80s. <laughs> Shifting, I think they're shifting back again, especially since a lot of people. 
are leaving and their attention sucks. So <laughs> I think <laughs> I think this is a reaction. You know, yeah. Like, they want to look really nice on the outside, but on the inside they're just like scrambling. I think you're right. What you said about it's not an it's not a new message. This because my mum said, oh, they were doing this in 1968 when she was in Australia and had right. first come into the witnesses. They were teaching them how to go out into the bush and 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 have bush ovens or something. So the message is not not new. But um, before, like you say, with the guy dressing up as a policeman and running around the Kingdom Hall, nobody would see that except the people in the Kingdom Hall. And then when you relate it, it loses its currency. But to see videos. That's great, isn't it? It's just a gift because everyone can see it now, and you can send it to, to uh, you know, anyone. What did you think to them, Betsy? I have not, admittedly, watched all of them, but I have watched a few of them, and they were quite shocking because, as someone who is much younger than Ruben, I'm kidding, <laughs> much um, younger, <laughs> <laughs> like half his age. <laughs> but I was more in the nineties, you know, because I was born in. You know, when I became cognizant and actually started, you know, understanding what I was hearing, it was more in the 90s. And it was more along the lines of what Ruben said. It was more the, we do this because we love Jehovah, and yeah. we get into paradise, et cetera, et cetera. It was all a bit so Michael Jackson, wasn't it? I don't, yes. I don't, I don't personally remember this type of fear-mongering, right. you know, on this level. Um, but they were definitely, um, I, I was shocked. I, I really was. Um because it seems like, and I don't know why I'm shocked at anything this organization does, but it seems like they're kind of revving up for, yeah. as they usually do, this is the last convention, you know, get prepared before next year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I know people like my father will look at it and, you know, the end is so near. They're, this is why they're using these videos to prepare us, so on and so forth. And, you know, they're just, they're pretty bad. I think what's shocking is not <laughs> the really message. Are. Yeah, they are. It's not the message that's shocking. It's the level of manipulation. It's like an, it's one step beyond, isn't it? A magazine where you read it or a picture is kind of like, oh, that's a bit weird. But an actual video where they're acting it out is, is just, it, it goes one extra step into madness, I think. You call that yeah. acting? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You call that acting? <laughs> Yeah. Governing body sits there in the weird little news station and does that. Um, I, you know, I, this was more watchable to me than that. You know, for the few videos that I did watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the level of fear mongering with all the noise and the people screaming outside. Yeah, no, that was a, oh. it was weird, wasn't it? Did you notice that, that, that there's people screaming outside? Oh, 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 like, <laughs> this isn't their reaction. What's going <laughs> on out there? <laughs> What's going on out there? <laughs> because they had the little secret knock, didn't they? <laughs> Don't you think that, that kept them safe from everybody? <laughs> so, so they had that knock for 
in it anyway. <laughs> Did you see the end bit, Betsy? The last bit where the riot police come in? No, I did not watch that one. Oh, that's the best one. Yeah, because it, 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 it's face-off time. It's like, <laughs> yes. dun, dun, dun. What, was, what was the title of that one? That, oh, wait. I got it. I know I know that. I wrote it down. <laughs> that one was the faith video. The faith video. Okay, I'll back, go back and find it. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it. There, actually, I'll send you the link. I have one. I have it. I have. There's a video posted up. Where it shows all of them. Yes, I'll put the link on the um, the JW podcast group because I just watched the whole set together, and I guess it's the idea that they show little bits as in in somebody's yeah. talk, right? And then they and then they add their little yeah like, thoughts. Like. And what was funny was the words in between uh, that one of them says like "Don't crack on that it's a bu- that they're in the bunker that it's the Great Trib," right? So it comes as this amazing surprise because at first it just looks like they're all sat around in a living room having a chat doesn't it and then there's this this great reveal that they're in the bunker and it's the great trip and when somebody comes in he's like what's going on out there and he goes oh it can only be a few hours now (laughs) like there's some kind of time you know we only need a bottle of water each we don't need you know we we don't need loads of dried food or tins of beans or anything yeah that's really true like there's no (laughs) there's no food (laughs) and at the at the end do you notice the the wording at the end of the, the ones where they're all stitched together and it says of course uh, after the face-off so the the riot police come in and they step forward and there's this face-off and the le- it's left to your imagination that the riot police are either going to shoot the witnesses or beat them up or something and then it, it goes to it goes of course, we do not know the exact details of what will happen in the Great Tribulation. This is just an artist's impression. And they, they are so slimy, aren't they? That they, they, they spell it out to an exact detail, everything that's going to happen. And they go, of course, we don't know what's going to happen. Yes, here's all the details, but we don't want to speculate on the details. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to film them all for you. When, when I was, you know, a ministerial servant, anything, uh, I remember it being very clear that you shouldn't speculate what's going to happen mm-hmm. and how it's going to happen and then here they are speculating in great in great detail so and, you know um Louise, this, and Betsy, this is like um i've always I, when i was a witness i always had like a few doubts that i kept you know private mm-hmm. um and this was one of them i couldn't get around the trade trip i couldn't get yeah. around the whole idea of great tribulation i was like there has to be something that maybe clarified later. This is the way I would explain it to myself because how, how can how can they turn against religion, government? That would that would be everyone, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Like mostly everyone's religious, and they would not stand. It would have to be a completely change of a complete change of government. This is how I was reasoning as a Jehovah's Witness. So either Jehovah makes them makes like magically makes them think this, or <laughs> like with his. Holy Spirit, or I couldn't, it, I could not get my mind because it's like it, it wouldn't happen. It can't happen. It's yeah. not possible. You can't, <laughs> you can't take it to its logical conclusion, can you? You can't say, okay, right, we're going to need to be in bunkers in the Great Tribulation because then you start thinking, well, how long is it going to last? What, how much food do we need? You know, are we talking days or weeks or hours? If you're going to take it to its logical conclusion, you need some kind of handle on on how, you know, how long you're going to have to stay in a bunker. And if you're not going to stay in a bunker, then why have bunker videos at all? What about the people that can't afford bunkers or can't get to bunkers or don't Maybe have... Maybe they're planning to build bunkers I later. mean, 
It's crazy because there's loads of witnesses that won't have access to an actual bunker. So why introduce the bunker idea at all? Because if God can save people that don't have a bunker, then who needs a bunker? witnesses when they watch it at the assemblies good buzz or bad buzz but just like a bit buzzed and wound up yeah overwhelmed yes yeah but nobody's gonna but nobody's gonna actually think I must get a bunker are they I doubt it uh, you know I uh, maybe I think some <laughs> people will try to get the bunker like the more well off witnesses will get a bunker don't you guys think I mean I think I your dad doing that that's see I could see my dad bunkerizing <laughs> <laughs> industry in America anyway isn't it there's a whole group of preppers who are into prepping just just for the and I do kind of get that in a way a little part of me thinks oh what if all the banks collapsed maybe I should have three tins of beans in my attic 
but, right. but if you're going to be a full-on prepper you've got to go out and out prep haven't you and there's companies that cater to that and I just wondered if it is sailing a bit close to the prepping wind and when you see those preppers they always have guns and they wear fatigues and they've got like a massive um, warehouse full of baked beans and stuff and I think it what is, the Jehovah's Witnesses have faith yeah they don't need guns they just need to stand in front of the police like this like Staring him down. Just shout Jehovah at him. I got Jehovah on my side. What are you gonna do about it? And a bunker and a bottle of water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I found uh, interesting about the mm-hmm. videos? Well, um, I, I, I met up with Ethan and um, and, and Brandy. We we're talking about this uh, yesterday. Um, but when um, some of the things that happen in the video. Or, like, now that you're out, you're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Yeah. But so when you're in, it's so normal. Normal, yeah. Uh, for example, the, the video where the um the woman goes to work and actually makes friends. <laughs> she's like, you're like, um, okay, well, well, that's great. She's, the, the way they expressed it, like, oh, they're, they were expressing differing thoughts. Yeah. And you're like, well, isn't that great you have friends with different thoughts with different beliefs and that you're you're sharing but oh these evil women made me disobey my man and all those <laughs> all those coffees led her into the sin of not answering her phone when her husband found her didn't well, I have a viewpoint her viewpoint was wrong, wrong. let me go back to being a cold-hearted preaching machine who doesn't drink yeah. coffee Every with my co-workers professional are you kidding me i, know. I mean, that, was a, that was my paraphrase version but <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, I thought that. And, and here's the biggest hypocrisy. Right here. <laughs> the the lady at work, I, I guess they have a problem, right? Yeah. She has a problem with her husband, and they're all talking about it. So the husband calls to apologize, apparently. Oh, uh, yeah. And she looks at the phone, and the lady walks by, and she's like, you should give him the cold treatment. <laughs> and then that portrayed is terrible, yet they shun people. Oh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> So worldly. I didn't think oh, about but that. If, but you can shun your family. Yeah, that's like, normal. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you can cut your daughter off as quick as look at her, but oh, you don't answer the phone to your husband. That's so worldly. <laughs> but no, we haven't talked about Kevin, guys. <gasps> no. Kevin. What a gift Kevin was. I mean, I've been packing out. They're both such Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, they have, they, the Watchtower has created the XJW superhero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, who even if the Great Tribulation came, remains an ex-Jehovah's Witness apostate. Come on, how awesome can Kevin be? <laughs> well, when, I, when I saw Kevin, I thought they have preempted the fact that they know damn well people will look at these videos and like look at each other and go, what the hell? This is a bit weird. So they show Kevin in the Kingdom Hall g- going to a, the fellow next to him. What the hell? And pointing at something like, "What? This is is this a bit weird?" And they're like, you know, if you think that you're like Kevin, and then Kevin get you know doesn't get into the bunker. So they've preempted that people might look at those videos and think, "Oh, what? This is all getting a bit weird, preppy." Oh, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Betsy. Well, I was just gonna say, and again, I didn't. I didn't watch all of the videos. I apologize. I'll be more prepared next time. 
Um, but something that I remember from being in, because Kevin really wasn't that bad from what I watched. He just kind of didn't really want to go out for service after the meeting. You know, uh, I remember in that one video that they were trying to get him to go out for service. You know, and something that kind of stuck out to me was when I was in, um, was, you know, you never feel like you're doing enough. No. I never thought I was going to survive, Ar- survive Armageddon, even when I was a pioneer. Yeah. You know, I, I always thought I was, you know, going to, I would never felt like I was doing enough, and they put that in you, the constant fear of you're not doing enough. And so I think that that's, you know, an important component as well, is mm. Kevin's not just people who leave. Kevin is the people who aren't going out and continually used to say that do something in service on Sunday, those types of things. Yeah. You know, the people who aren't doing, you are even Jehovah's Witnesses who aren't doing enough. Yeah. You know, it even kind of touches on that point where you could be at the convention and watching these videos and still thinking, oh my gosh, I'm Kevin. Yeah. You know? Definitely, I agree. Yeah, I, Kevin, Kevin, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to agree and say, I even when I pioneered, I just thought, well, I'm obviously I'm not going to survive because how can I justify this bit of time when I wasn't out on service? And yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, Kevin had to go to work. Yeah. And they're like, look at him, like, huh? Yeah, man, I'm going to go, I got to work some overtime. Uh, oh, man. They look at him, like, Kevin can't go north. It's just normal stuff. You yeah. know, like, um, he didn't want to piece his coworkers. I don't want to take it. I don't want to rattle any cages yeah. of my work. Like, they don't know his circumstances. Okay. It, it, maybe Kevin was like, oh, this is pretty cool, but, like, uh, you know, I got real life stuff situations. Like, probably need to pay my rent so I have my, I got a shitty job probably have to work some overtime and they're like uh, uh, yeah it's pretty bad now how do you think this ties in with the previous campaign they had which was the come back to Jehovah campaign you know when they were like going to all the people that had left like us lot and giving us that awful brochure some people got three or four of them I don't know if you remember the come back to Jehovah brochure so we had a bit of come back to Jehovah obviously nobody went back so now they've gone nah you buggers we're going to punish you for not coming back <laughs> take that you're not coming back well <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it tells you how much faith my parent, my family has in me coming back. I didn't even get a return to Jehovah. Oh, that <laughs> is harsh. Do you want me to get you one, Betsy? Clean body up if the birds don't get you. <laughs> so, did anyone see the Paradise video at the end? There's another one, isn't there? Yeah, I watched that one. Okay. That one. Oh, tell yeah. us what you thought to it, Betsy. Well, again, I only watched it one time, and um, it was just, it was very strange and nonsensical to me, and, you know, um, it didn't seem like fun, you know, I mean, it was kind of all the things they promised, you know, yeah. I guess I, re- I remember it showing, um, them showing a man building a house, and yeah. you know, his wife looked really happy, they were building their house, and, um, then I remember them trying to show some diversity. Um, <laughs> it looked like they showed, it looked like there were some languages that weren't, you know, um, that weren't, were more, uh, like some possibly Middle Eastern right. languages. I'm not certain what it was exactly, but I'm not yeah. certain if you remember that. But they were, I, I guess they were opening that. new scrolls or something like oh, that. Oh, yes, the new um, scrolls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, it just all seemed a bit nonsensical to me. And then I'm thinking, well, is this before the thousand-year, what is it called? Oh, yeah, thousand-year reign, thousand yeah. Thousand-year reign. 
because I always I was thinking about that during while I watched it. You know, it's well, you know, he's gonna Satan's gonna come out and destroy everything. Again anyway, <laughs> no, so I don't no. know why. I don't know why you're building all this stuff. And then I also kind of, you know, not to be make light of it, but I was promised a tiger. And nobody had know, a tiger in that video. Yeah, and they were they were riding horses. They weren't cars. I do remember yeah. that. They were riding horses. And um Oh, there's no cars? That's yeah, well they didn't show any cars. Oh, but they did some people riding horses. It's all very um it's all very farmer stuff, isn't it? It's yeah, like, sort of like going back like to a little house on the prairie. To enclosure where you have your own farm and you grow your own food and you build your own house and it's all a bit yeah, it's all, like them people in America that just have the carts and the lamps on the back. It's all a bit yeah. Quakerish, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you no. what I thought about it. So it started off with a guy on the beach, and then it showed some forests and some lakes and some beautiful stuff. And it was all a slightly slow motion, and it had this tremendously moving music, didn't it? It was very. It was all like a little bit, I don't know, like Superman running down the beach sort of thing. <laughs> when it showed them eating, because nobody was eating meat because that involves yes. killing something doesn't it we're not quite sure if there's going to be any killing in the new system so they were just having fruit which I thought wouldn't really fill you up and vegetables <laughs> and then but your body is perfecting so maybe uh, like a piece of fruit is like all you need yeah so so we're all going to be vegetarian farmers I got that much yeah, <laughs> we're all going to be horses. yeah oh and then they had the guy playing the violin was the little boy was supposed to be the little boy that what didn't get to play the violin right. one so <laughs> yeah. his dad told him that the violin was bad so they showed the one the man I'm, I'm assuming it was the little boy growing up I don't know if that, that pissed me off that did connection yeah but I thought, oh, you can play violins now, can you? I thought, A, how does he know how to play it because you're not allowed to do anything extracurricular? B, who would be there to teach him because everybody's been de-skilled in the witnesses. Nobody's allowed to learn anything, do anything, practice anything. And then suddenly we're in the new system and, oh, what, we can all make stuff and do stuff. So that ragged right. me off. I thought that about the saddles on the horses, honestly, is when I thought that. I was like, how are they, who made those saddles? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you would expect them to be riding bareback. No, they're riding on saddles. I don't know who made the saddles. Or what they made them with, because leather's from cow, but... <laughs> yes. Again, it's all very confusing, isn't it? Because if you take it to its logical conclusion, the saddles would indicate that we were allowed some stuff from the old system but the building the house would indicate that we're not allowed some stuff from the old system and it, it, it it's all a bit the logic is all a bit muddled either you can have stuff from the old system iPods horse saddles aeroplanes or you can't which one is right. it 
so maybe you can have like there's a list of maybe the new scrolls that they opened was the list of things that you're allowed to loot from the old system like wholesome things like torches and saddles but you can't and violins, and violins. yeah <laughs> Yeah, but you can't have unwholesome things like iPods, books. Oh, the other thing that ragged me off was they were sat reading the Bible, the silver sword, weren't they, in the new system, and I was like, seriously? You know, you've been through all that. You've read it every goddamn day of your life, and, and, and you're there, you're in the new system, and you've got to read it again. And I thought, what are they reading? Because if they were reading the Old Testament, all that stuff is about is killing, and Jehovah killed these, and he, and he slaughtered them lot, and he killed this lot, and these smote them, and he shagged his daughter, and he killed his, that, his best friend's wife. And I thought, they can't be reading that filth in the new system. I thought the same thing, and then I was like, well, maybe reading too because it wasn't that a father or it would appear to be a father reading to his children <laughs> yeah was, wasn't that how the situation the set up and i, I yes. was wondering was he reading this like a look what i survived all of this uh, yeah but why yeah why are they reading that yeah you know uh, uh, that makes sense to me now betsy you gotta watch it's only three it's only three minutes long and at the end there's one of those slow-mo running running towards each other on the beach scenes and it's a little boy and a dad and you kind of can't work out if somebody's been resurrected or not because otherwise why would they be so happy to see each other like if they've got through it together it would just be like yeah you're here i'm here big deal but it was like a sort of a oh we've not seen each other for for ages and it ended in this kind of emotional hug that I didn't quite know what it signified, but it was definitely meant to twist your emotions and bring a tear to your eye. It was probably to people like your parents, Betsy, to say, you know, oh, if your children are in, get through the new system, you can hug them on a beach. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm going to come running back out of the ocean. And... <laughs> yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, all these videos... Mm. Like, each one is kind of like a big flag of what's wrong with them. You know, like, you could take what each one talks about. It's sort of like damage, more like damage control. They know exactly what's going on, know all the doubts. They know people aren't really, you know, some people are Kevin. And and um, the reason why I wanted to say that is because it shows what's wrong with them, but some, some of the things that are wrong are really bad. For example, um, the self-control video, where the girl obviously has depression, obviously yes, yes. has a severe uh, problem that should be hel- uh, helped by a professional. Yeah. And their solution was basically to not seek a therapist, but the sister that yeah. was there for her, and told her to write down all her bad thoughts. Like, depression can be solved by writing down every yeah. bad thought you have. Then going into the indexes of the Watchtower and looking up a, a, a Bible verse that matched that that thought that ca- to counter it, so you could t- think of a Bible verse every time you feel depressed and have a bad thought. Yeah, which is terrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just indoctrination, isn't it? The the solution to every problem is more indoctrination. Right, and this person probably needed something yeah. more, some therapy, mm-hmm. some medication that might help them through it. But instead, they got, they're got they teaching this garbage. Yeah. Which is, you know, some of it we can laugh and make fun of it, but some of it's damn serious. That's yeah, damn it is damaging. That's dangerous. That's a laugh. <laughs> I just wanted to have that sober moment. The only positive I thought 
has come out of these videos is that I think they can be used um, to show how dangerous they are as a religion. So I know, you know, there are some ex-Jehovah's Witnesses going through custody battles for the children. I think you could you could use those with the right people to say this is what my children are being exposed to and that's why I want to for instance have custody of them all. and and I think also in terms of like in in England where we've got the the um royal the in inquiry into sexual abuse I think um and the the um charities commission that are investigating them I think the charities commission would be interested in seeing that because it is it is damaging and dangerous and they've laid it all out for everyone to see now so I think that's the only positive that you've got some solid evidence from them now that they are a bit nutty yeah, I, didn't, I didn't really think about that because you know we were talking earlier about how they change you know like Ruben remembers more of the yes. scare tactics from the 80s and then I remember the more you know do this because you love Jehovah from the 90s. and yeah. now the children that are in now yeah. are seeing this Yeah, you know like my niece and, I know. you know we all know children that are in, you know, and now they're they're being exposed to this this stuff at the convention, which is really scary. It's really sad, isn't that, it? That's, that's definitely got to be scary for a kid. Yeah, when you link it like with that other video, that My Little Homophobe video, and where that's, that's telling children to go to school and and tick people off for the parentage. When you when you add it up to that, it is actually horrible what they're doing to children. Definitely. That's that's what they they're trying to they're targeting because. You know, the uh, older ones is a little harder to to convince since you, you we have all this information available to us. Regarding the vi what you said about the videos, I, I think if you're going to present it to anybody, mm -hmm. you can just say this. Hey, here's this link to these videos. Mm -hmm. This is a doomsday cult. As soon as they watch it, they're going to be like, yo, this is a doomsday, doomsday cult. cult. Yeah. It's, it's like there's no question. It's a doomsday cult. Oh, and yeah, you're right. They're being they're, they're their own worst enemies. They are their own worst enemies. Sometimes us ex Jehovah's Witnesses have this kick back, stretch out our arms, grab yeah. our knuckles, put our hands behind our head, and just <laughs> wait. They do it to themselves. Definitely. <laughs> I do think it is a gift. I do think those videos are a gift. I mean, they they have triggered a lot of people, and people have had quite emotional reactions to them. But I, I think the bigger picture is they are a gift really as you say we can just get the popcorn and watch it unfurl now and i think no they're not going to get new converts into that kind of religion their only bet is to stop people leaving which brings me on to the other new release at the convention or not because i haven't done any research on this at all but i understand you guys have which is the new shunning rules where they i understand that they may have been told that they are they, they can optionally shun people who faded and if that's true this would close a massive loophole that both witnesses and ex-Jehovah's Witnesses have exploited for years in order to remain in contact with the family. Betsy, what do you know about this new shunning thing? Well, I did watch the one portion of the sermon where I believe people are drawing that conclusion from and I didn't, I didn't personally perceive it as a this is a new rule type right. thing but they definitely did the way that Jehovah's Witnesses do with Jehovah's Witnesses do with the leading type of questions. You know, they were talking about, um, you know, in the Israelites, how if someone were to be found, I don't know, whatever they did when they took them out and stoned them, and they said, you know, and obviously this would be more how hard this would be for us as if this was a family. 
family member. And then they do that thing, that Jehovah's Witness thing, where they're like, similarly, we also want to, you know, refrain from association with inactive ones. And they kind of leave it to where it is. They want you to ask the question of yourself, but if you're a good little Jehovah's Witness, then you'll you'll shun inactive ones as well. So I definitely see where people were getting that, that it was a new kind of rule from, because right. they definitely said that. Um, but I didn't. I don't know if it's, you know, something that your average person, your average Jehovah's Witness at the convention is going to pick up okay. on or not. Right, that's exactly what I was trying to explain. Like, I didn't, I, I watched the videos, I didn't see anything, like, direct but they're like Betsy says they a lot of it a lot of control is not even directly made it's kind of like left up to you to police yourself which they're really good at other cults need you to be at their compounds them to completely brainwash you or not brainwash but you know use the mind control techniques yeah. to to get you going but the Jehovah's Witnesses have figured out a way that you can live on the outside you know you don't have to all live in one place and you police yourself because you're told what to read you're told what not to read you're made you're being made this scared to, to look out so this whole thing i don't i see because i was this kind of joe's witness if it wasn't in black and white and it wasn't in the rules and mm-hmm. it wasn't in the watchtower and i could look it up in indexes I, if somebody came and accused me of something because of one of those questions i'd be like listen that's not our our teaching that's not what it's not in writing that does it and it'd be technically true so it's really I, a lot of times I see you know ex-Jehovah's Witnesses like get on something like this it's kind of like the whole 2036 thing where it wasn't clearly said yes, but yes. decipher it well you have to be careful with that you know you, you, if you go out and you're talking to a Jehovah's Witness family you're trying to you know reason with them and you tell them something and they say wait a minute that's not true and technically it was never directly said or it's never put as an official doctrine then you lose them you lose that point because you're not you're not being completely accurate so I think it'd be more accurate to say that they 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 insinuate it they insinuate and more than insinuated it they they kind of made it a point for you to reflect and guilt over Right. And 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 so that you can police yourself, because I don't think that's because it's not completely new. Because mm. people did do that anyway. You know, I know I know people who are shunned by their parents and they've never got baptized. You know, so I think they're encouraging that behavior. Right, but it's really not new in that. You know, as Jehovah's Witnesses, you're not supposed to hang out with people who aren't Jehovah's Witnesses anyway. So really, if you're a good Jehovah's Witness, you're not hanging out with inactive people or, you know, um, worldly people, I'm doing air quotes with my fingers, you know, people who aren't doing their utmost in the congregation anyway, you know, and I think if you're a Jehovah's Witness who's at that convention and you happen to be in your seat during that sermon and you happen to be actually not sleeping during that portion of the sermon, it might prickle your conscience a little bit, you know, um, and might motivate, you know, some people to, you know, reel in the contact that they're maybe having with inactive family members for a little while, for a few months mm-hmm. after the convention, and then they'll go right back to doing the mm-hmm. same thing. You know, most of them, hopefully, you know. Um, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it'll just 
encourage people in behaviour that they probably were going to do anyway. Um, it encourages exactly. It encourages the it encourages the behaviour, and and maybe it'll create more people that that'll do it. But the loophole's still there. The yes. loophole hasn't disappeared because right. it, until it becomes an official doctrine, like let's say um, if you associate with family and you know they're sinning, then you're going to get the fellowship. If it becomes official and it's in the elder book, then yes, then you can say it's official doctrine. Until then, they're encouraging behaviors, and that's pretty grimy because it's it's not only <laughs> you're already taking family away with the disfellowship thing, mm-hmm. and you're gonna increase that, and they're killing their loophole where they can go on their website and say, oh, we don't tell people to shun they, you yeah. know, you know, like because they lo- use that loophole themselves Absolutely. when they explain that they don't shun. You know, because we have family that aren't Jehovah's Witnesses. We talk to them, and if they, if they haven't broken any of the, you know, rules, then you're allowed to talk to them. They use it. Mm. They do. They're killing them, they're shooting themselves in the foot again. Yeah, they do use it, and I think it benefits Jehovah's Witnesses to have that fading thing as much as it benefits ex-JW's. All my generation that have all left the the Kingdom Hall, apart from a few, all of their parents still speak to them. Um, because we all faded even though we're all living with partners and we've had children to you know random people and what have you we've all done obvious sins celebrated Christmas but it works for those the people that are still witnesses as well because they still get to mix with the children and the grandchildren now if they did close that loophole I think it would really test a lot of witnesses because there are some I know some witnesses love to cut the kids off but there are some that have used the fading to their benefit to stay in contact with the family and I think it would really hurt those and I think then you'd be getting people having to make a a hard decision so I don't think, I think you're right Ruben, I don't think they will ever close that loophole fully and properly and formally because they'd lose people and they lose that that their um their ability to 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 tell half truths. That's their mm. that's, that's the that's what they they use all the time apostates. Oh, they tell half truths, but they're the masters of half truths. <laughs> <laughs> they're the masters of a white lie. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they are. They invented it. <laughs> Somebody put on Facebook a couple of days ago, they said, have you ever heard this lie? And I'd forgotten it, but I had heard it, where they used to say, um, oh, you know, apostates, they know it's the truth. They know it's the truth, but they just don't want to do it. And I thought, oh, my God, I remember saying that when I was a witness. Yeah, they know it's the truth, but they just can't do it or they don't want to do it. And I thought that could... I, I said it as a disfellowship person. Did you? Yeah, I know. You know, yes. like, because I was one of those in limbo because I was disfellowshipped, you know, very young, and I, so I still believed it. And yeah. this was, you know, before Google was easily as accessible as it is now, way before social mm-hmm. media, way before Facebook, before MySpace. <laughs> and my brother, my oldest brothers are both disfellowshipped. And my oldest brother would tell, he was doing some research into the old, um, old the, the original text, and he was telling me about how they um, had mistranslated the name Jehovah. And... I was a here disfellowshipped person talking to my other disfellowshipped brother, and I would tell him, "Oh, you know it's the truth. You're just trying to, you know, you're just trying to find something wrong with it. You know, when Dad stops believing it, I'll stop believing it. You know, this and that." And and here I was, a shunned per disfellowshipped person from the same cult that I was still defending. You know, and it wasn't you know until a decade later that I actually started doing my own research and apologized, of course, oh. but um. 
Yeah, definitely. They definitely think and think that, you know, it's just something for us to justify, a way for us to justify in our minds not being Jehovah's Witnesses, not following Jehovah's instructions. It's a bit like what they tell them in North Korea, where they tell everyone that everyone else... In, they tell them in North Korea that, like, America's this evil place and everyone's poor and starving and hungry and, and like, off in these terrible conditions. And then if anyone ever escapes... I remember reading a book about um, people that had escaped North Korea and one woman had, like, forded a river in the middle of the night and seen a house in South Korea. And when she got into the garden, she saw the dog bowl and she said the dog had better food than she'd ever seen in her life. And it, she suddenly realised everything she'd been told about everybody in South Korea and in America all being starving and poor and they were so well looked after was just a massive lie and it's, it's a bit like that when you leave I, I do think um, high control groups are, are like sort of living under those com communist regimes it's the same kind of right. thing isn't it I think so yes so well I think we've absolutely um <laughs> hammered those videos I'm, <laughs> I'm disappointed that there were only a few of them in the end <laughs> I was thinking they were big long ones but they're just little snippets aren't they Betsy has your family had the conventions yet have they seen all that stuff I don't think so I don't um, we don't really talk about right um, that about the about things that's part of the terms of our <laughs> uh <laughs> terms of our agreement yeah but I don't believe Usually their convention here is a little bit later in the summer. So I don't think they've gone yet. Yeah, I think um, in the UK I don't think they've had any yet. And I think what you said when people come out of the conventions and they're a bit buzzed up and they're kind yeah. of at, they're on hyper alert for a few months and then it fades away and they'll maybe go back to treating you how they treat you before, whatever that was. So I think, you know, we might see a bit of additional shunning for a while and then it might subside back to whatever the normality was. Um, I think we'll also see people leaving. Every time something like this happens, yeah. there's always a flood of uh, new ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, you know, coming out and saying this convention made me really, you know, question wow. this and that. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Do you notice yeah. that effect in the recovery group? Yes. Wow. Right, yes, right at, around the memorial and right around convention season are huge influxes of people. Really? Yeah, wow. every time there's something like this that happens too, we get a lot of requests. And uh, we, I, I've seen posts come up like, oh, this convention, or oh, this video made me feel this way. Um, I think, Betsy, wasn't there somebody that, that stated that, that video with the with the kid against the lesbian parents? Somebody came in and said that, you know, made them decide to leave. I know, I, I think I read something like that. I don't, I don't recall that exact post, right. but I'm, it's very, a lot similar to that. You know, a lot of posts similar to that. Right, we get those. We get those. It it, it does. It does, They they are hurting themselves. And I remember. I mean, this was like two years ago, but I made a friend that left, had left Bethel, mm -hmm. and um, he was telling me that the that the atmosphere or now is among the young people. They're very scared to do anything. They're 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 fearful of getting caught doing that shouldn't be oh. or something like that it's very uncomfortable uh so mm. if, if, if it's getting more like the, they're showing doomsday video i'm pretty sure that that that's gonna get 
even tougher. It's counterproductive, isn't it? What ha- it seems to be that they they see that people are leaving and they're not getting new recruits in first world countries, so they ratchet up the control, thinking that'll stop people leaving. And it actually does the opposite because the people who are having doubts it kind of tips the scale for them and they leave. So there's always going to be a hardcore of people that are totally brainwashed and won't see it. But each time they ratchet up the control, more people leave. Right. And I think a part of the, the reason that that happens now that more people leave is before they, they could they could rev up the control, but it was harder to find any information that was anti-Jehovah's Witness, you know. But now, you know, you told Brother X to go get a... a, a, a uh, a pad, uh, you know, an iPad or, you know, an Android pad, you told him to go get one, and, and then you rub up the control, and then he's <laughs> like, oh, let me use this pad to look up yeah. Joe's Witnesses, and then, boom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Plenty of articles, videos, and so... And, and actual communities, which didn't exist, you know, right. years ago. I mean, even when I joined the recovery group, there were less than 500 people in it. Now there's almost 8,000. Wow. You know, I mean, there's the, the for people yeah. who are leaving who do have the, you know, I don't want to say the strengths because I don't want to act like people who aren't able to do the research mm. are weak. I don't mean it like that at all. But it was the people who do choose to do the research, yeah. you know, it's, they're, they are, like Ruben said, it's so easy to find. It's so easy to find. And it's not, you know, the, it, it, it's credible sources, like, you know, with watch quotes from the Watchtower. And, you know, you can really, it's credible criticism yeah. that you can Yes, it is. And I think Ruben's right. If you get your facts wrong or off base, it's an easy win for them. But there are so many non-bitter XJWs out there um, posting really nice videos. I watched a really nice um, video of an interview with an elder called Spike. And he was just so emotionally intelligent and so unbitter that there's no way you could accuse that person of being a bitter apostate. He was just... And there's loads of people like that, so it, it it does make it a bit easier. But people have to have that that something to take that first step, don't they? They've got a there's got to be a little chink where you do that first Google search and dare read something, and that can that can take like ten years. Once you've taken that first step, it can take like two hours to be fully woken right. up. <laughs> Everybody's exit is so different. Everybody has I've, I've noticed that mm. there's, there's all different types people that were like Betsy the dispel then they're the ones that annoy me the most the disfellowship people that defend the watchtower oh, <laughs> the, yeah. the worst I never did it online <laughs> I know the, <laughs> online they're terrible because they could they feel they can say whatever they want because they're not witnesses but they want to defend them so it's kind of like <laughs> debating a really really mean foul mouth Jehovah's Witness yeah hilarious you can't take them they're well potty mouthed, aren't they? They're way more potty mouthed than I am. And they want to get going. But do you really believe the ones that start off, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, but. And then they yeah. use all the like, the yeah, faithful and discreet slave and come back to Jehovah. You think, really? I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, but, but. you're wrong. You're yeah. awesome. Yeah. But Jehovah's going to. Why aren't you one? Go I know. Back. What I the know. hell? So you like, shake them. Like, make up your mind, you are what you do. You are what you do. You know? <laughs> yeah. I look 
forward to the um, the influx of new people leaving after these conventions. I think it will be really interesting to see what happens and to see whether anyone does get any additional shunning on top of the normal level of shunning, <laughs> the supersized shun, um, and whether or whether that's just you know just another red herring along the way. Right, I'm going to wrap up this fascinating podcast. Thank you both so much. And Betsy, you came on with about three seconds' notice, so apologising <laughs> that you hadn't done your research. I'll be more next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you about. Oh, you're great, Betsy. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I look forward to the next time, Betsy. It's been great. Now, has anyone got anything, Betsy? Have you got any other business that you'd like to raise before we say goodbye? I think I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> Ruben? Business? Anything that you'd like to mention or just... Uh, no, just uh, I'm glad uh, JW Podcast is back on the air. Oh, um, I think uh, every voice of um, every ex-Jehovah's one is important, whether it's uh, a loud, boistering voice or a low-level, mm-hmm. nice-tone voice. Um, I think um, as many avenues as there are, uh, the better because each avenue will have an audience. And mm. the more avenues we have, the more audience and the more access Jehovah's Witnesses have. Because they're not, some of them are good people, they're just they're just yeah. controlled and yeah. they're manipulated and, and their mind has been, as the movie calls it, chanctified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, I think this is great and I appreciate being on the show with you and, and Betsy and I look forward to more I cannot thank you enough it's been really kind of you both to step up and help me out with this and um, I look forward to our next show so say goodbye Betsy goodbye thank you <laughs> say goodbye Ruben goodbye and Adios. goodbye to our two listeners thank you very much for both tuning in <laughs> we'll see you next time Thanks for listening to our show, and remember to share the love and spread the word about JW Podcast. <laughs>